For February 24th, 2020, it's the Overthinking It podcast, episode 608. Started from the bottom rack, and now we're here. Welcome to Overthinking It, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. The overthinkers are your smart, funny friends from the internet, never happier than when we are using, putting our heads together and figuring out uh, the secret meanings behind things, whether those things are our favorite movies, TVs, or whether those things uh, are as close as your own kitchen. I'm Matt Rather, and that's Pete Fenzel. Hey, Pete, how are you doing? You know, Matt, I'm really excited to talk about the topic that we're going to talk about today. And I, I feel bad that we missed the chance when, when this media was new and that we're finally going to be able to step up and do it justice. I know. So we I'm didn't, excited. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's like over the summer. We don't have time to see every movie. <laughs> You yeah. know, we don't have time to comment on every cultural phenomenon, even in right. the 11 years that we've been doing this podcast weekly. So sometimes we have to do it. I just also noticed as I was just talking automatically that I said uh, we like to talk about movies and TVs, which makes it yes. seem like we like to talk about films and also like uh, home, uh, like uh, media appliances, you know, <laughs> the the hidden message behind my Acer, right? Like is uh, is is what is that? It's uh, is that the picture isn't real? Right, that it's actually just my brain assembling uh, very disparate uh, blips of light into one sort of coherent image. Yeah, and we talk about all the hidden meanings behind our television. Absolutely, right. yeah. It's a clo- yeah. I mean, everything is a is a every film is a closure. Every you know motion captured <laughs> on film. Yep. Um, but uh, but listen, Pete, I I once got some very good relationship advice. I think I got it on a podcast uh, okay. that I think has served me well, and I've I've uh, you know repeated it to other people. I think it I think it it. Served Serves all of us well. It's it's a necessary but not sufficient condition for success. I think in any sort of relationship, but especially a family relationship, an intimate relationship where you where you are living with someone and kind of can't get away from them. And that is this: um, you want to reduce to the smallest number possible, ideally zero, but certainly not more than one or two. Um, it, the number of things that only you are allowed to be right about. Mm. And that's, uh, I think that's good, you know, because you can't be like, you can't be a control freak in other words, in, in, in relationships, right? Like someone, someone else is going to like fold their clothes in the way that they want to fold their clothes, right? Your partner's going to do that the way they want or, or like, or, you know, not fold fitted sheets, even though that, that makes you a little better than the animals, you know, or, uh, I don't know, put, put the throw pillows a certain way on the couch. You know, there, there are all these little things all these kind of invisible preferences we have that like someone else has different ones and and a a key to longevity and and really to your own happiness is to like reduce to zero uh or as i say no more than one or two the number of things that only you are allowed to uh, be the final authority on but pete if there is a hill on which i am willing to die And there is, I'm sure, Matt. There, there is one. Yes. <laughs> In, uh, there is, there is one, and and there have been tears, but uh, there, there is well, one. Well, <laughs> it is the proper way to load a dishwasher. Okay, so everyone knows at this point, right, that what we're talking about is what everybody was talking about 
about a month ago, which is Perry Sanachote's article from ConsumerReports.org from January 30th, 2020, How to Load a Dishwasher, yep. Doing It Right Helps Your Dishes Come Out Squeaky Clean Every Time, which I, I feel bad that we didn't get the chance to discuss it when it was live, but I'm really glad we're taking the chance now that the Oscars are over and the Super Bowl is over to really get back to our roots and talk about the kind of media out there that speaks to us and it speaks not just to what we like and feel from our fantasy worlds, but really what reaches through the culture and impacts real life. Uh, so, so I guess, Matt, it sounds like you have – so you say you have a hill to die on. Yes. Right? I, I, know, I don't think that Perry uh, is, is, is quite so uh, sort of sort – of, I'm not going to say dramatic, but kind of fatalistic about the fate of what, you know, what's going to happen to you if somebody disagrees with you on how to load the dishwasher. But she does have a clear notion of the right way to load the dishwasher that she expresses in this article, right? And, and I guess my first question to you in looking at the article and hearing what you're saying is – is do you if Perry were to show up and you guys were to stand over a dishwasher together, would you end up dying on your hill? Yes. Right? Well, there, no, there, no. Okay, actually, okay. what what Perry describes, what Perry yes. uh, describes here, is in fact the correct technique for. I mean, you could actually open the okay. racks of my dishwasher and see the the items, the the cookware, the cutlery, the uh, flat. Where oh no that's cutlery the um, dishware <laughs> the mugs the glasses laid out precisely as described uh, in this article now I I want to like though highlight an important an important difference between you know this article that that I read and was was really bold like all, almost nothing no Oscar movie really touched me in my soul the way that this particular article uh, entitled. How to load a dishwasher, doing it right, right, <laughs> helps your dishes come out squeaky clean every time. Um, the, uh, the, you know, as, as this article did, I, um, you know, the, this is an article in Consumer Reports, which right. is actually Consumer Reports, by the way, are heroes and you should subscribe to their magazine and like donate to their to their foundation. Right. Because they perform independent product testing. They like uncover safety problems in child seats and, you know, in like uh, car seats and things like this. They are, uh, you know, they they sort of do a lot of work. They don't allow their name to be used in advertising because they don't want uh, to appear to endorse any product um, because, you know, it would uh, give the appearance of partiality. Um, and they uh, they pay retail for all the products that they test, including the cars. And they test, right. they test all the cars. And they, like, go to a dealer and buy um all the cars that they test rather than accepting samples again, because they want their, their integrity to be, uh, impugned. But so the, the, um, they don't want their integrity. To be oh, sorry. They want their integrity yeah. to be, uh, above impugning above reproach. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, is what I meant to say. I, w I was going on in my head to my next thought. So my, my, my mouth was operating uh, as a background process there. Um, but the, uh, here's the thing. Consumer reports, is there to judge products. I am here to judge you. 
and uh, you know they they are trying to decide which is the best dishwasher, which is you know the which gets your dishes the cleanest, which uses the le- the least power and water, and so is the cheapest to operate, which is the best value for the money that it costs, you know, which is the most effective at any price. You know, they have all these sort of matrices that they that they organize their their recommendations on. Um, but but I'm here to tell you that if you put a bowl face up in the dishwasher, may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Why? Because no one else will? Or do you yeah, think, exactly. because of the horrible consequences that will come about? Because because of the, of yeah, exactly. Because of the horrible consequences. Because of the horrible soup of food water. <laughs> That will accumulate in the bowl. And then because you're an animal and probably won't unload the bottom rack before you Mm -hmm. unload the top rack, you're going to spill the dirty food water all over your nice clean dishes. And you you basically should just close it again and run it again, except you won't turn the bowl over. So you're just going to get at least the second time it will be clean water uh, (laughs) filling filling the bowl. So the the drying, you know, and the the heating element. Um, so, so we should probably go through what the recommendations are. I mean, I don't want to steal Perry's thunder, and we do really encourage you to go check out Perry's article because, as Matt said, she does in fact describe the right way. Doing it right helps your dishes come out squeaky clean every time. And when was the last time that you really felt comfortable and confident that the world was mirroring back to you what was right? Right. Yep. In a very sort of inarguable and clear sort of way. I wonder if that's sort of spiritually part of what we're doing and going this uh, dishwasher loading vision quest. Uh, it, it does appear that they test each dishwasher. They've tested they've rated 154 dishwashers on the website and they have tested each of them with 10 place settings of white ceramic dishes with baked on food. They run it through the normal cycle. When the cycle is complete, we use photo imaging machine to determine precisely how clean each dish is. So this is this is sort of a time tested method. Now, I do dispute before we go into the specific loading one claim that they make, which is that uh, they do say that uh, you don't necessarily have to rinse right uh, off all the food on your dishes because modern uh, dishwashers have the ability to scan and test what kind of food they're dealing with. I would say, um, in my experience at least, you should be mindful of your plumbing system as well, Mm. though maybe it's because I have a slightly older dishwasher. But the dishwasher isn't the only limiting factor in the chain, right, of plumbing. So I'm a little skeptical. Maybe maybe I should be proven wrong. Maybe maybe the assumption here is that everybody has a newer dishwasher than I have. But my one my one piece of dissent here is that I, I'm overly cautious with regards to rinsing no, because fair, our fair dishwasher enough, yeah. gets clogged a lot. Right, and absolutely. Our, and our garbage disposal gets clogged and the gar- sort of backed up by the dishwasher. Exactly, yeah. and it's gross yeah. when that happens and it comes yeah. out the weird, the weird, like, vent, the weird water vent on top yeah. of your sink that, uh, yeah, the uh, whatever that valve is, like, uh, backs up and it's gross and it's, you know, uh, it's the food water. The same food water that gets stuck in your bowl, your right side up, uh, bowl in the thing. That is interesting. This does assume, I think, a working, uh, a, like a, a well-functioning garbage disposal that you have cleared beforehand. Uh, common mistake not to run the garbage disposal before you run the dishwasher. So the garbage mm-hmm. disposal is a little backed up. And when the, even if the dishwasher has a masticator that like, uh, 
you know, should chew up the food and before it, it goes down the, the hose into the garbage disposal. Still, uh, you want to run that garbage disposal. Right. Before well, we're and, getting off topic. I want you to go talk about because you're the crusader here. You're the one who's kind of hearing the cry in the night with the burning coal held to your lips of truth. And you're the one who's seeing in Perry Santanachote's article here <laughs> that mirroring back to you that message you're hearing on the wind. What is the right way to load a dishwasher all right well you want to start on the top or the bottom rack pete you know that's uh... <laughs> do you mean in terms of describing the process or in terms of the order of operation well, here i you know here's the thing pete here's okay. the, the thing. thing is here here's the thing <laughs> the thing is here got it um you don't load a dishwasher all at once so the first thing i want to say pete is that i'm, I'm gonna blow your mind here you you don't you can't just put in the dishes you have in the way that is optimal at 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 what you might call a local optimum right at yeah for the 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 dishes you have tonight because you know unless your dishwasher is very small or it's very close to full you have to uh envision you have to imagine your food plan and if you don't have a food plan shame on you but the uh you have to imagine your food plan for the week what pots and pans what utensils what cooking implements you're likely to use and you have to mentally create space for those things in the dishwasher as you put your current dishes in so this is why it helps you know, it helps to have a system. Now, you, know? you say you say you have to. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to? I yeah. can think of several different ethical arguments for why you would have to load your current, your sort of local minute, your local population of dishes that you are loading at the current moment in your dishwasher with an image, a mental image of what your full dishwasher is going to look like with all of the dishes that you're going to be incorporating into your food plan over the course of time between now and when you're going to run your dishwasher next, or in terms of some sort of platonic ideal, right? I guess I shouldn't say some sort of because we shall approach it before this podcast is over. <laughs> but like, but why though is what I'm saying. <laughs> but why though? Why does it matter that you need to visualize dishes that aren't currently being put in the dishwasher? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's interesting. Philosophical ethics was never my strong strong suit. I was more a kind of epistemology uh, more type, like a dish a dishwasher guy. <laughs> 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 look, uh, look, the lived experience. Aristotle said that you had to have techne before you could have um, the other kind of knowledge. Was it? It wasn't philosophia, was it? It wasn't love of wisdom. It was, but you had to have techne. You had to have practical uh, experience. You had to have a kind of practical excellence before you could get to um, <laughs> a mental excellence. And so the, the, uh, I guess the have to. So a couple things. One, you okay. have to because otherwise, here's the thing. Pete. Okay. Here's the thing. The thing is here. Got it. <laughs> um, if you don't load your dishwasher right, you'll make me sad. And it's bad. Oh. It's bad to make me sad. You know, it's bad. Okay. It, it is bad to cause suffering in, is it, is it not bad? Uh, asked Socrates to cause suffering in other sentient beings. Uh, Pete, you know, is it not bad? Uh, I mean, is it not bad? <laughs> <laughs> 
so so wait so what i want to understand here is what's the medium of transmission here between the act of loading the dishwasher and your being sad about it are we saying that like that it will it will there's something there's sort of sort of reverberation in the ether wherein wherever it is that you are if somebody loads the dishwasher badly like you'll hear about it like i think we've talked about sort of tom joad's spirit spreading across all the workers oh of America no that's absolutely right but pete wherever yeah. wherever spoons are nesting together i'll be there right 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 but but just the notion that people aren't or is it more sort of notionally that were i to know that you were loading your dishwasher wrong i would then be sad about it that does seem like a little bit of question begging though right like well why would you be sad about it but that yeah i guess that's that's also like um yeah it's so it's actually a practical reason you're going to create more work for yourself later when you come to your when you come with the the you know sub Subsequent dishes to uh, to fill up the dishwasher. You're going to create um, just heartache for yourself right. uh, if you don't imagine. If you don't do at least your level best to imagine what the what the dishes are are going to be. I, I really love this modulation that you just did because I think the collage here is interesting, which is the notion that we're starting from the idea that if I don't load the dishwasher right, let's say it's me, hypothetic, hypothetically speaking, let's say that I put my forks down rather than up when I put them in the dishwasher, which may or may not be true. It's true, but may, may or may not be true, right? Uh, it's probably true 70% of the time. And and now I, only now am I realizing that it might be some sort of error. Um, is, is that... Uh, Uh, is that you would be sad, right? It would cause you suffering, but also it would cause me extra work Right. And so the leaps here are what? That my extra work would cause me suffering and that you either because of of a conditioning or a familiarity with the relationship between dishwashers and suffering or because of your relationship with either me or all of humankind – Right. Like you feel an empathetic pain for other people who have to do extra work because they have loaded their dishwasher in incorrectly wrong. Right. Like cat, like wrong. Uh, Now, I would also say, though, that it is not it is not a pain without judgment. It's not a it's not an an empathy of infinite sympathy. Right. There is a sense that that I don't want you to load your dishwasher wrong because I don't want to feel your suffering. Well, but I must, right? I must feel your suffering when you load your dishwasher it does, wrong. It sounds a little codependent, I guess, when you put it that way, right? Like, why? Well, why I mean, do you, you? Why do you? Why do you do? Why do you persist in hurting me by by living according to your preferences? But 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 I, I think but I think you're selling yourself short there by saying that that I think there's, there's an assumption built into what you're saying that somebody who loads the dishwasher wrong isn't operating in terms of a preference. That that maybe it's just that they don't know how to load it right, which is why on January 30th, 2020, <laughs> Perry Santana Chote published How to Load a Dishwasher, Doing It Right Helps Your Dishes Come Out Squeaky Clean Every Time on ConsumerReports.org, which is, of course, what we are talking about. So, Matt, how – what is the right way to load a dishwasher? Well, so the I so I as a prolegomenon to any loading of, okay. of a dishwasher, like the granted, yeah. granted, prolegomenon is necessary <laughs> you, in the circumstance. You, you yes. have to you have to sort of think. So the you have to think think ahead. So uh, what this will lead to is because you'll find uh, you know I don't know unless cooking is your sort of main hobby or something and you're always making new stuff and even then because you, you'll find that you have favorite utensils favorite. 
you know, pots and pans, things like this. Um, the, uh, the, the what you'll find is that you break your dishwasher down into zones and if you think through like where you like line up the mugs it's probably the same row every time you know where where the bowls get stacked you know so that they're far apart that they don't nest uh but far enough apart but but close enough that you can do a whole row of them like uh, that that is probably the same the same part so like even if you have two dishes you don't just put those two dishes next to each other like an animal like say i'm i'm done with breakfast you know like uh like right. i have i have cereal in a mug you know and maybe a, a glass of water or something something like see, that see like you're not a total stick in the mud you're loosey-goosey you're using cups as bowls it's all good you're not a fascist right you just know that there's a right way to load the dish oh no, yeah look say you have two mugs right you yeah. have two mugs and a glass now what are you gonna do uh put those two mugs and a glass uh right next to each other no no stop yeah stop every the whole generation your ancestors are, are rising up in anger against you right now no well, well first i run the garbage disposal because i know <laughs> that the cereal that's in the mug is going to get into the drain but anyway sorry go ahead go ahead uh, what do the ancestors want me to do with my cereal mug so you put your mug right yeah. in one like row as as the you know generally the kind of the posts up in the in the top rack of the dishwasher you know creates rows put that in one and you put your glass in another so that the 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 principle is like with like so that you're going to have a, a neatly organized row of you know similar things as um as you add dish, dishes to the to the top rack of the dishwasher. So suppose you used a mug, uh, a bowl, and a glass of water for you know your your cornflakes coffee and and uh, glass of water in the morning, right? You'd put the bowl. If you, if you're me, you do this near the front of the top rack. Uh, the front being the part that's closest to you as you pull the rack out, um, and then the mug goes back left, and the glass goes back right. Right. Because there's going to be more mugs. There's going to be more glasses. There's going to be more bowls. Okay. So So now you're talking about visualizing the dishes that are not there as part of optimizing the place, not even optimizing, but, but just that's correctly why, placing the dishes that exactly, are Exactly, right? You know, like, yeah. Pete, Buddhist teachers say that they can forego attachment to things. Like, if you have an attachment to the glass or to the, you know, I don't know, the, the precious item, um, and are afraid that it's going to break, and that fear, your attachment and that fear causes you anxiety, the, the, the Buddhist teacher says, yes, but for me, the glass is already broken. Even as I hold it now in its unbroken state, you know, the, the glass, the statue, the precious item, whatever it is, is right. already broken. For me, Pete, the dishwasher is already full. Right. So you open your cabinet, you look at your plates and cups, and what you see are those same plates and cups already nestled in appropriate order in the dishwasher. I'm just going to read. Uh, I'm going to read Perry Santanachote's paragraph on the top rack. Yep. From, of course, How to Load a Dishwasher, Doing It Right Helps Your Dishes Come Out Squeaky Clean Every Time. She says as such, and I, and I detect no contradiction or conflict between what she's saying and what you're saying, which further reinforces the notion that we are, in fact, speaking of the right way to load the dishwasher. So, cups, glasses, and small bowls should be placed in the top rack. Cups, glasses, and small bowls should be placed in the top rack. There's a real lyrical sort of 
little vibe to that. Okay, avoid overcrowding, which increases the risk of breakage and obstructs the flow of water and detergent. Dishwasher-safe plastics also belong in the top rack, away from any heating element, which can cause warping. Now, that's a whole other topic we haven't touched on yet, and I don't want to jump to it just yet, because I do want to point out the things that she's talking about that you're talking about, which is the danger of overcrowding. And it's interesting to hear different sorts of metaphorical descriptions of that geometrical phenomenon that happens when two pieces of ceramic or plastic that are in your dishwasher Uh, are next to each other with their sort of irregular shapes in such a way that they obstruct the water and detergent from getting to the various surfaces that require cleaning. And this notion that like with like in a dishwasher allows for the water to uh, more evenly flow over things because they nestle, right? They nest, they fit. And the way that you're describing it, there's this vision of the perfect dishwasher and you're aspiring to the perfect dishwasher load or rather you know or rather rather you know that the perfect dishwasher load already exists in that buddhist sense and you're merely fulfilling the eventuality which is perhaps why deviations from it cause you suffering right because then life is suffering and you've got to go on the eightfold path and all that stuff but with this case you know perry is talking about overcrowding and i i like this notion that the dishes are both kind of notional and social objects right like the dishes being crowded with each other as if they experience from their own perspective a displeasure when they obstruct each other from being appropriately cleaned by water detergent and i feel like i i hear that and i feel it and it's hard not to personify your dishes uh, i think uh, i mean maybe that's just me maybe it's just me that that is avoids that has finds it hard to avoid uh, imbuing various pieces of flatware and cutlery with personality uh, mm. chips and whatnot notwithstanding maybe I've just watched Beauty and the Beast too many times or the Brave Little Toaster but no no I mean they make a particular sound you hold them in a particular way right there's a relationship that happens uh, you know and it's it's of course a cognitive illusion but you know it's an illusion much like you know the secret behind our TV right which uh, which is an illusion by which we perceive and experience. Um, so yes, so I see you and Perry coming at it with a different sort of cosmology, right? A different sort of spirituality, but a similar conclusion. Mm. And and there's this very neat picture at the bottom of the article that shows the. I, I really like this picture because it is it is certain of the dishes in the picture are white. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that I'm interpreting that is that those are the dishes that are already in the dishwasher, and certain of the dishes are blue. Hmm. Which to me makes me think, okay, these are dishes that aren't in the dishwasher yet, but are notionally in the dishwasher and space is being reserved for them. Uh, Or is it more of a kind of four color map problem where they want to give each section of dishes its own color, but they only have two brand approved colors. And so they have to overlap them. On this particular diagram, I think that the, the, the blue things are breakable and the white things are not breakable. Oh, oh, wow. So you're operating on a whole other level. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I like, there, there are things I like about this picture and I'm, I'm going to have to yes. describe it in order, in order to talk about it. But here's a bit of, here's a bit of advance. Like this is a good, uh, this is a very good picture. So there's a, uh, there's a row of, uh, on the, I'm just going to describe it on the left as you pay, face it, the is left row is for glassware. There are three pint glasses and two sort of goblets, which could be water goblets or maybe wine or something like that. Um, 
Now, on the right, uh, the far right is mugs. And then at the very back, one water goblet, uh, because that's where it fit and it was time to run the dishwasher. Now, this is a minor heresy, but this is, uh, <laughs> but I think this is, this is okay because what it does is it, it is a, a compromise between the the platonic form and the kind of the the necessity. Like you wouldn't wait to do a whole nother me- to generate a whole nother meal's worth of dirty dishes, you know, in order that you might have another mug uh, to to right. put in that spot. Right? You you make small compromises, um, but, but but at the same time, the morphology of the water goblet is similar enough to the morphology of the coffee mug mm-hmm. that you that it does also achieve the practical goals that are also in service of the spiritual goals of the perfect dishwasher. Yeah, it is. is, Yeah, it is. It is true. Right. They share certain, uh, certain platonic aspects. They, you know, they, um, topologically, topologically, all dishes are the same, right? Well, actually, no coffee mugs are different, right? Coffee mugs are Tauruses. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, it's a sort of a Taurus. The, the, um, no, I guess it's just a torus. I guess the, the sort of the folding of the bottom ring of the torus into the uh, the mug actually doesn't matter. Never mind. Um, the uh, the thing that I like. Oh, and then there's a the kind of the middle right row is a row of bowls. Um, now you can, it is permissible, Pete, to st- stand your bowls on their ends as long as they are uh, as long as they are spaced far enough apart they can be leaning on each other but spaced far enough apart that water can get up so you wouldn't you wouldn't want to stack bowls like plates one okay. you know one after you know one after the other nested together like in the the pegs uh, right. even if you can, you wouldn't want to do that. You, you always want like at least one peg's worth of distance between, uh, between the bowls, but that, but these bowls are just facing down and that's fine. That's fine as well. Um, you know, apparently this, the, they can afford to run the dishwasher a lot to, uh, to, you know, uh, clean all their bowls must be nice. Okay. Next, <laughs> next, next thing. There's a spatula. Uh, kind of slid in between the uh, the bowl row and the cup row. That's ingenious. That's very. It's a high degree of creativity. The thing that I would say about this is to make sure that the business part of the spatula is in the uh, concave, the concavity that is. Uh, formed by two glasses next to each other. Uh, uh, okay. do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like if you have, say you have a, a row of glasses and a row of bowls and the, the spatula, the kind of the, the useful part of the spatula at the end, the tip is, is wedged between them. Uh, water can't get to it. Right. The, but if you, but if you slide it back just a couple of inches, the water, the water can get to it. And finally, there are some like Tupperware things, plastic, plastic containers. Now, here's a pro tip. This is from my, uh, my advanced class, Pete, advanced theory okay. and practice of dishwasher loading. I'm glad that you cover both the theoretical and the practical because I feel like in this case, you can't do one without the other, really. It's, uh, it's really a necessary con- connection. The, uh, um, there are some Tupperware uh, pieces on the top. Now, sometimes Tupperware is light, and the jet of water coming from below will um, will cause it to flip inside the dishwasher so that you end up with it uh, facing up, and all your good work is for naught. So 
you can sometimes tuck a corner of the Tupperware under uh, a glass or under a bowl or something like that, such that it won't interfere with the cleaning of either item, but that the weight uh, of the heavier item will hold your light plastic oh. Tupperware down. Or, you know, you can sometimes wedge it in using the the wires and the pegs and the, the you know, um, kind of the stuff that's on there in the uh, on the top rack of the dishwasher to, you know, to make it to make it stay. So, I mean, yeah. I will say we use a lot of Tupperware. Tupperware is a major I, looking at this dishwasher. I'm I'm seeing a story of a life not much like mine. Yeah. But I, while I can I can I can understand what they're saying about themselves, but I don't identify with their life experience in that they only have two Tupperwares in the dishwasher. Yeah. Right. So it's sort of like, OK, that's your life. I want to hear your story of it, but I can't presume that it's necessarily my life and you can't necessarily presume that your life is my life. This is not, of course, at any way uh, undermine the notion that there is a right way to load the dishwasher. No, this is a is. yeah, this is a single income household or this is a household that has domestic help. Right, right, right. Or this, this is. Yeah. Or this is a household where people eat out a lot. Sure. Uh, also, this could be the possibility. Um, but at any rate, uh, you've got the, the Tupperwares, and one of the adi- one of the to, for me one of the additional dynamics we haven't really gotten into with regards to the right and wrong way to load a dishwasher is the the safety risk, uh, and also the sort of the risk of safety to yourself and the risk of damage to your uh, your your stuff, right? The things that you're cleaning, your your dishwashed. Right. Uh, From putting things that can't or shouldn't be exposed to the high heat of the immediate flow of water on the lower rack. Right. If you put the Tupperware on the lower rack, it could melt. And and the melting could be bad, both from the perspective that it will render the Tupperware useless and also because it will break down the plastics of the Tupperware and get contaminants into your food. Yep. And, and, And so these are two reasons, of course, why you should never put the Tupperware on the bottom shelf of the dishwasher, the bottom rack of the dishwasher. But at the same time, that can be so painful, right, when you've been eating out of a lot of Tupperware and not necessarily eating out of a lot of plates because perhaps you've been traveling or you were at work late or something along those lines. Uh, and, and as such, you have to waste that space. You have to run the dishwasher that extra time when it's not entirely full or else you would have to put your Tupperware on the bottom shelf or you have to leave it or even, you know, not even the same scenario, different scenario. You have to leave multiple Tupperware in the sink while you have a dishwasher that's only 75 percent full. that's running. Uh, you know, these these are painful moments. And I feel like what they speak to is that. Sometimes the perfect dishwasher, the right way to load the dishwasher, the dishwasher where the dishes are all happy together and also where the spiritual needs of the arrangement of all the dishes has not been fully actualized. Right. Like uh, or rather, you know, the, the sort of failures and pains and suffering of these sorts of things are sometimes luck. Right. They're sometimes created by situations. They're not always moral failures or personal sins. Right. Of the people loading the dishwasher, uh, knowing or unknowing. Sometimes you just have so much Tupperware that you have to load your dishwasher inefficiently but you do not put the Tupperware in the lower rack. You still don't, right? Um, you still don't. And, and just yeah, espe- say, yeah. especially if you have a, a dishwasher with a heating element, that's like yeah. an electric, you know, an electric, what, what are those things? Resistors that, that heat up. Yeah. Now it, it could, you could maybe not turn that on, do the, do the Tupperware without a heated dry. And in Man. fact, almost always you can do that if you're leaving the house in the morning and running the dishwasher. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think of the heated dry as more a, a thing if, like, I come home and I need to run the dishwasher kind of as an emergency and it needs to dry quickly. But if it's going to just, you know, 
sit there for seven or eight hours air drying inside the dishwasher, I feel like it's it's almost wasted. It's wasted energy a lot of the time that that uh, that heating element. But yeah, so uh, good. That good. Uh, I I appreciate I appreciate your absolutism, Pete, on the uh, on the issue of the Tupperware not going not going on the the bottom rack. Um, yeah. Also, I'm a bit concerned. You know, I'm concerned about that pot in the bottom rack. Oh, tell me about tell me about your concerns. Let's move down. Let's go down to the bottom. So, uh, should we read? I'll read Perry's paragraph on the bottom rack. Oh, sure. So that we get setting up for it. Uh, plates, serving bowls, and other large items belong on the bottom rack. And again, go to consumerreports.org to read the original <laughs> support artists. Scrape big chunk. I don't want to be. I'm being like kind of like kind of like jokey about this. I'm not really joking. This is actually a really nice article to have, <laughs> and, and people should read it. Uh, it's just it's just it's just uh, there's a truth in the comedy of discussing this because it's something I spend and you spend a great deal of time on in our lives right and such this is a very relevant article and yet at the same time there's something about it that makes it impossible to entirely accept it as such uh i I don't i'm not sure exactly what that is i don't know whether that's sort of the child speaking out that believes at some point you know the parents are going to come back and load the dishes for you and that you've always kind of been a temporary interloper in your relationship with your dishes because really they're never yours right they always are the families and even when you take on the mantle of of being the dish owner and the dishwasher and the and the runner of the dishwasher, even as you automate the process, you do you ever? I mean, do you feel like you fully come into your own as as this sort of? Uh, I don't want to say like patrifamilias because I don't want to gender it so much, but just this notion that that your notion of the perfection of the dishwasher is a perfection that is sort of sui generis from yourself rather than a tradition that's been passed down to you in which you're only one of many participants. Sorry, scrape big chunks of leftover food into the trash, but pre-rinsing isn't necessary. This is the part I had an issue with. Pre-rinsing isn't necessary with modern dishwashers because they have sensors that adjust the wash cycle based on how dirty the dishes are. Part of my issue here is that modernity can be said to have started at a variety of times, right? The turn of the 20th century is one time when modernity is said to have started uh, the 1350s or the 1500s or other times when modernity can be said to have started in terms of modern history uh so so saying it's a modern dishwasher i don't know what that means but i suspect that's true that, at, at that point the biggest problem with modern dishwashers was they kept dropping dead of plague am i right <laughs> i think that yeah i think that if you're in the position where you are are reviewing 154 dishwashers a year you have a good intuitive sense for what constitutes a modern dishwasher well, i mean they're I talking about there yeah. it's a it's a pre-purchase you know magazine you know so they're right, right, they're right. when they say modern dishwashers they mean the ones that you can buy right, right. at the moment you know right but Which, but again, your, your yeah. point your point is well taken pete I mean, I, I will also say, as somebody who is is moving into a house that he's finally purchasing with his wife, uh, you know, the the notion of going from being a renter to an owner fundamentally changes your relationship with your appliances. Uh, fundamentally, like, and I think that there's a lot of people who, you know, if they continue to, if you continue to rent, you know, the dishwasher is never yours, and the choice of dishwasher is never your choice. And so, this notion that we go into talking about the dishwasher as if the person loading the dishwasher owns the dishwasher and as such is able to discern, you know, whether it's a modern dishwasher or not, or that's meaningful information. But I digress. Platters, dishwasher safe cutting boards and other oversized pieces should be placed toward the sides and back so they don't block water spray. Place items with baked on food face down and toward the lower spray arm. Aluminum and stainless steel can usually go in the dishwasher. Usually, 
we're, I don't know whether we're talking about a, a flexibility here, some moral relativism. I want to, I want to, I want you to unpack that usually for me. But, but, uh, but I'll move on. Aluminum and stainless steel can usually go in the dishwasher, but brass, bronze, wood, and china with gold leaf should all be hand washed to avoid discoloration or damage. So there's a lot there. There's a lot there in the in the paragraph. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me is that when I'm thinking about controversial surfaces in items that go in the bottom rack of a dishwasher, uh, brass, bronze, wood, and china with gold leaf, aluminum, and stainless steel don't really comprise the full list of my most controversial uh, surfaces. I, I am particularly concerned with nonstick surfaces and with copper bottoms, right, which is distinct from brass or bronze uh, because we have had both of those, and I have had situations in, in my home where I might have thought that those should not go in the dishwasher but of course, we're exhausted, or there's a situation, or one of them is sufficiently beaten up that, that the desire to preserve it is no longer present. So I would add to the consideration: so the big red flags for me in this that I want you, as the sort of resident expert on the right way to load a dishwasher, to help me understand are one that big usually around aluminum and stainless steel, and also a more full a full understanding of the surfaces for the, that can go into the bottom rack of the dishwasher and what can't. Uh, I mean, there's 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 a little bit more detail here. Look. Look, it's pretty clear that Perry is is being very crisp and is being very specific and doesn't want this article to drift away from its core topic because he's evangelizing to people who might not necessarily have come into this situation with a pre-existing calling toward loading the dishwasher in the right way and who might not have a full hour to talk about it before the next time that they load the dishwasher. They might even be somebody who is in the process of loading a dishwasher, perhaps for the first time, who reaches out over the distances between people in our incredibly and and painfully solitary, but utterly connected technological mind space that we all share together, right? Anyway, sorry, sorry, Matt. Uh, what's up with aluminum, stainless steel, brass, bronze, wood, china, gold leaf, nonstick surfaces, and uh, copper bottoms? Yeah, brass, bronze, brass, and bronze are would survive. They'd just be discolored, and and the whole point, the kind of the prettiness that you spend extra money to have them for, um, right. would you know not. Uh, would you know be destroyed? Uh, China, same thing. China, the the China is fine. The it's the gold leaf that's um, that would probably be uh, be bad. Would uh, introducing like keeping wood wet for that long would probably make it mold over time, or make it warp, or make it you know weird stuff growing on it, something like that. Um, yeah, but uh, so what are, what are you concerned with nonstick? So the, the problem with nonstick, there are a whole bunch of kinds of nonstick surfaces, Pete, and we don't have time. We're going to need – that's next week, okay? <laughs> okay. We're going two-parter. <laughs> it's like the best of both worlds in this Star, Star Trek Next Generation episode. It's like <laughs> Mr. Worf for fire. <laughs> so start the dishwasher. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, oh wait, no, I did uh uh Terminator, I think, but um it's oh, not yeah. that. It's uh da 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 Well I'm just gonna put this nonstick pan in the dishwasher. Thanos will return. <laughs> like it's uh it's there's that ominous sense that the story isn't finished. But sorry, uh you you were you were saying. So you were I, saying. Yeah, that's uh um it's probably you're probably it's probably the the problem is you're probably going to mess up your nonstick surface with the abrasive detergent um, okay. is the the biggest thing. Um, 
like I don't, you know, I've sort of bought into the like the no Teflon thing. And so I, I don't have that. Like I, I cook eggs a lot of days and I do it in a ceramic, um, a, you know, a pan with a kind of a ceramicized, um, finish on it that, uh, you know, is nonstick, nonstick enough. And that would be, even that would be messed up a little bit by the, uh, you know, by the soap flakes that you put in for, uh, for that. That's, that's the, um, really the thing now, bra now copper bottom stuff is the copper exposed or is it, um, is it like a clad pan where there's a copper layer in the middle, uh, of the, of the, like the three or five ply, you know, uh, composite material. I think the, I think they're clad. Yeah. The idea is heat transfer, right? Yeah. Because as distinct from a brass pot, the copper on a pot would be there to uh, enhance the practical the practical use of the pot. Yeah. And so the tarnishing of the copper, while not desirable, as long as the copper remains functional, might be less of a concern than, say, like a brass pot or a brass like spittoon that you leave out in your 18th century bar in order for people to like, you know, uh, I guess it would be 19th century bar in order for people to spit their chewing tobacco into a house yeah, and as- put it in the dishwasher, but on the bottom rack, actually you shouldn't put it right. Cause so you shouldn't put your old West saloon spittoon into the dishwasher because it would be heat and the detergent would discolor or damage the brass. Right. And that's, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And it, you okay. know, especially if it has gold leaf on it. Right, right. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, no, you know, I have a couple of those that are the, the, um, you know, copper, alu- aluminum or steel around copper, or, I mean, sometimes you have aluminum cores in, in clad pans and, and, uh, I guess copper is a little better, but it's, it's pricier. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's all, you know, so so much so much for that, Pete. Let's move on to silverware because uh this is this is I you have, think you have nothing else to say about the bottom rack? No, the, bottom, the, bo- the bottom rack, I guess the, the thing to say about the bottom rack is that, you know, just make sure everything has access to you know, I I you know, names names I won't name names to uh, protect the innocent, but I once shared a, a dishwasher with a person who thought that just kind of like piling things into it made them okay. That like the water came from the water came from all six sides of the cube of the dishwasher, and that that is false. You know, the right. water comes from the the hose at the bottom or the you know the spinning um, you know sprayer arms. Right, the water comes from the bottom. So it's it's as long as you understand that it's going to be it's, it's going to be a lot lot easier for you and that's like that's 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 really the one thing if you take nothing away from this podcast uh <laughs> Take take away that the water comes from the bottom, and really all of your decisions need to uh, need to be in harmony with that fundamental orientation. Um, um, that, that let me ask you. I got to ask. Bottom. I got. I got to ask you a question here, Matt. Because looking at this picture of a dishwasher here, I'm not seeing a clear designated channel for the water from the bottom to pass through the the bottom uh, rack on its way to the top rack, and. Yeah. 
and the and the and this maybe this is how we segue to the silverware because this dishwasher has the silverware on the side and the dishwasher that we have has the silverware basket in the front and the middle and it has that circle behind the silverware basket that sort of circle of of coated wire where it's implied and I'm assuming this is true but I don't know for sure that the water sprays up through that that's right and 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 that and that maybe even that some sort of apparatus is extending like a like a kind of phallic alien proboscis right like up into that that's that hole right it sort of does it rise up and spray yeah oh no no every time going? i have no idea what is happening in, inside of the dishwasher Pete, there's a there's a secret hentai show going on in your uh <laughs> <laughs> inside your dishwasher and sometimes some of them uh actually are the have, did you ever have a camp cup uh that was like a camp cup a camp cup that that smushed down flat but that that was you know three or four that's a, that's cons- a great theater warm-up a camp cup that smushed down flat that folded down flat a camp cup that folded down flat you know, a mess kit with a messy mess. That was, that was uh, uh, a formed... potato in aluminum foil. A potato in aluminum foil. Uh, sorry, that's my new mixtape. Is uh, theater warmups of camp food stuffs. Sorry, no. So we... a camp cup that folded flat. We are going to braise our leeks now. <laughs> <laughs> now is the time uh, yes. when our leeks shall be braised. That was made of three or four concentric circles of plastic, where if you, they sort of telescoped out and created a uh created a cup by all fitting together i don't know yes yes i had that with the scouts yeah exactly yeah the 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 same thing in indian guides and the the um a lot of the the um protrusion uh the sort of tentacle that extends actually has that same format where the water the water pressure will push up a plastic um like nozzle that that goes up uh and sprays the top and it does indeed come through uh the circular um the circular space that you should not obstruct with with dishes the uh the dishwasher in my apartment right now happens to have a second um you know rotating sprayer for the top and some of them have that oh wow as well game changer i know yeah it's uh but but still the water comes from the bottom relative to the 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 top rack and so like that if you, if you just if you just observe that you know uh and and this um this picture that i hope every person listening to this podcast in fact to the extent that i can i'm going to make this picture the uh the show art for <laughs> for this episode um yeah it's uh the the thing to note here i think is how much how much room is given to the uh to the pot and the and the baking dish so that they really can get sprayed they can get the the benefit of like the direct spray of water as they you know uh sit there in their part of the in their part of the thing and the dishwasher uh absent the sharp knives um or with the exception i should say the sharp knives the 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 silverware um all is pointing up has uh has the right. business end of the fork and the spoon and the things like this um pointing up so that uh it's not obstructed by the cage by the silverware cage from getting getting water in it but they'll nest so- you say but they'll nest and even as you know in my family we talk about these things very deeply and a couple weekends ago when i was visiting my father my own father 
had the temerity to tell me that the the fork should be down so that they don't uh so that they don't nest but the um the, you need to do a little geometry and a little architecture to kind of fold them together you know in a in a structure to to lean them against each other in a way that um you know uh, i love this i love this notion again the architectural and the social yep. right the geometrical and the personal yep. that you have this you have to you have to consider the architecture, but then lean them up against each other. It's it's that it's that by itself a fork will nest. What a wonderful little koan that is, right? Is that like if you don't pair the fork with the spoon, the fork will nest with another fork, right? So the fork, in order to avoid nesting, needs to be paired. And this, uh, yeah, and that's right. And you have to you have to return to our prolegomenon. You have to think ahead. Yeah. If you have three forks uh, that you have just kind of quick run under the the water in the sink to put, not necessary, but you know, old, old habits and, and all that. Like, do you just stick all those three in like an animal into one basket in the, in the civil war? No, you put one in one basket, the second in the next basket and the third in the next basket, because you have to think ahead. The dishwasher is already full. The relationships that you've created, geometrical, metaphysical relationships uh, among the cutlery are already established. You are realizing them uh in you know diachronically right mm. as you uh as you do one of my favorite words success- which i usually take issue with but success- in this case we're on, on su- common ground right successive <laughs> waves of uh of loading the dish loading the dishwasher and then you know then yes you may uh you may indeed wash your dishes to quote santana chote <laughs> silverware Forks and spoons should be placed in the basket with handles facing down. Knife handles go up, so you don't need to grab a sharp blade to remove them. Mix spoons, forks, and knives to keep them from nesting. Now, first of all, I do like how the dishwasher, in certain dimensions, the dishwasher is a like-with-like exercise of pattern matching. But in this particular instance, there's the notion of hybrid vigor, which is also the notion of inclusive diversity and the notion of kind of strength from variety, right? And, and that both of these notions are expressed in the platonic form of the, or or the sort of uh, pre-existing, right? That sort of pre-existing vision, that aspirational, uh, but, you know, incumbent reality of the right way to load the dishwasher. Uh, it includes both concepts. It's not just about a dishwasher that's orderly, right? When the dishwasher, when it is suitable for the dishwasher to be orderly, it is orderly. Orderly. When it is suitable for the dishwasher to be chaotic, it is chaotic. Uh, and, and, and much like the world we live in, both of these things are happening all the time. I have a couple of questions. One, you said sharp knives. Now, was that meant as a qualifier or a describer? Are you talking about a subset of knives that are sharp, or are you talking about knives as being sharp? And then as a follow-up question, are forks also sharp? <laughs> what is the nature? What is the nature of the sharp? Um, what is the nature of your dishwasher emergency? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, that is, a good, that is a good question. Here's what I think. I think the... Um, uh, I, 
Well, knives, cooking knives, chef's knives, anything, you know, that is not a table knife for, you know, spreading butter or cutting steak or something like that. Anything, you know, bigger than a steak knife should not go in the dishwasher. And that's largely to protect the knife. Uh, if it gets jostled around against anything hard and the knife chips, there goes your investment in your, your nice knife. Um, uh, what I would say. Well, you would put steak knives in the dishwasher. Uh, yeah, I would. Well, no, not mine because the handles would discolor the wood handles would would discolor on my steak knives but uh, i a steak knife that was completely stainless i wouldn't mind putting in the dishwasher uh handle that da- handle up um you know sharp part down butter knives i don't care you know right. the and and that's yeah, most of the knives i use even to, to cut food vegetables whatever are essentially butter knives and so those you know even if you grab them full on with your your palm and squeeze them they're not going to Cut you so the the that's a that's a thing and forks forks are sharp uh, but there is an approach to a fork that is not um, that that is safe so forks going up I think is is all right you know there's a, there's right. an okay. approach there is an approach to a, por- a fork there is an approach to a fork there is an idea there's a project to the sun uh, <laughs> unloading so we jump right from there this is an article that that minces no words every word is crystalline. Uh, empty the except for that word that word usually, which still tortures me when I try to sleep. But okay, unloading. Empty the bottom rack first. This is probably when people talk about the right way to load and unload a dishwasher. This is probably the issue that comes up most often as a topic of discussion. Uh, the 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 bottom versus the top rack in in uh, emptying the dishwasher. And I presume that you have strong feelings about this. Uh, the where you start. Yes. Oh God! Start at the start with the bottom rack. So and now the, we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly, Pete. You started from the bottom rack, and and now we're here. That's that's yeah. That that should be uncontroversial. I expect that. I expect that assertion to be uncontroversial. Okay. Okay. And why is that? Because uh, if sometimes there's in the in the um, concave bo- bottoms of mugs, sometimes water pools and collects, and that's not that's just a, a consequence of the the nature of the the mug. And so, if you were to do those first, you might spill that water over the dishes in your bottom rack. If you were to pull out the top rack, you might jostle it and get uh, your dry dishes wet again. Got it. Okay, so so in this case, we're really talking about a practical eventuality that you are likely to experience if you pursue this incorrectly. Uh, I think that's right. Right. Okay, excellent. All right. So otherwise, water that collects on the concave surfaces of mugs and glasses on the top rack will spill into the plates, pots, and dishes below. So you and Perry are on the same page there. Uh, although I, I got the sense from you that it was is, – is there a risk of you getting wet? Or are we mostly concerned – we're mostly concerned about the clean and dry dishes getting wet. That's correct. Okay, gotcha. So you and Perry are, are in lockstep here. Like you, you as as human meat are irrelevant in this and and utterly fragile next to the kind of eternal beauty of the properly loaded dishwasher, and which includes the properly unloaded dishwasher. In much the same way that the dishwasher is already loaded when no dishes are in it, the dishwasher is already unloaded when it is full, at mm-hmm. least in the appropriate way, in the appropriate manner. Um, well, Pete, this this has been a kind of a, a long investigation into the twisted passages of my mind and. I, I pause only to note that 
I actually I actually wondered if we were going to get an hour out of this topic when, <laughs> when, we, when we started. But uh, I just just as, as you've seen the kind of the deep sickness and what a what a small and broken man I am uh, in my in my in in my inmost soul. Um, what are your reactions to the What are your reactions to the material that we've uncovered tonight? No, as we Matt, don't be so cruel to yourself. Oh, There's okay. No reason to be so cruel to yourself. It is okay in your home in particular to have a strong personal connection with the deportment and orientation of physical objects. I, I, in fact, I, I will even, I will, I will say that again, in your space, the position and the orientation of physical objects, if that has a personal and emotional impact on you, it is only the source of all culture. Right, <laughs> of all art, right? Like, what what is visual art if not the positioning of objects in spaces that have a, an aspect of belonging? Whether it's something that, whether you're talking about the more kind of rarefied notion of, you know, this is an art gallery, and the images and shapes that are in this art gallery exist to uh, uh, appeal to an artistic purpose, and thus the people who walk into this room walk into it solely for the orientation of the objects that are in the in the room whether they're kind of images or or juxtapositions of color or whatnot there's of course those museums which have the rooms that seem very strange when you're a child that are just furniture which i now kind of understand a little bit better as i got older but still kind of bug me a little bit but even more than that you know it's it's um you know we talked about you i think that was at the beginning of of this podcast right where you talked about the secret meaning in our tvs Right. Mm, As opposed to in our TV shows. And maybe then there's a truth in there that was slipped out in sort of a Freudian way, like like so much Cajun rice, like dislodging and flowing into the uh, into the the masticator of your dishwasher Uh, that like the secret to your TV is that you watch it. The secret to your dishes is that you eat off of them and clean them. You know that, that when you sit down to eat your meal, you're not looking at yourself. You're looking at your dishes. And as such. The experience of eating is – the, the dish might as well be your own face, right? Like, like, like what is mm. – like if I were to make an image – and I'm, I'm just going off the cuff here. This is not something that it's like, oh, I, of course I believe this. I'm just going off the cuff here. If I were to try to make a picture of you eating, I would start with a picture of you. But if you were to attempt to visually depict you eating, you would start with a picture of your plate. And of course, that's where why Instagram was purchased by Facebook for however many billions of dollars, right? Like just that, just one at the time, just one, yeah, which is amazing. But this, the, one of the big transformations in visual art over the course of the last couple of years has been the triumph of the selfie, which I think is underappreciated as. Uh, moving the eye of the photographer, right? And I'm sure they talk about it in photography classes, but but I don't I don't hear about it in my everyday life. But this notion that like you're looking at your plate when you eat, that you're looking across the table at like the shoulders and torso of the person sitting across from you, maybe their smiling face, right? That when you load and unload the dishwasher, you look into a space that is in your home that you look into often, and that is something that is compulsory to you, something that you have to condition yourself to do. Because if you don't condition yourself to do it, the, ne- the negative externalities for you in both a kind of practical and spiritual sense get pretty serious. If you just sit there with a giant pile of dishes, right, 
I mean, we all know what happens in The Sims. You're just a you're just like a quick 10 minute downward spiral away from quaking in a corner peeing on yourself. Right. Like that's what happens in The Sims when you don't wash your dishes. I think I'm never very good at that game. But I think you know what I mean. Right. Like, okay. so so to back up from this one more time, I do think that the core assumption here. Right. Uh, There's a couple of core assumptions behind this article that we shouldn't let it pass without addressing one. The assumption that you have a dishwasher and that it works. Right. Which is not a safe assumption. I have definitely lived in apartments over the course of the last 15 years where I have not had a dishwasher, certainly over the last 20 uh, and where I have to wash all my dishes by hand. And in that situation, the arrangement and uh, disposition of the dishes is a matter of kind of great suffering and chaos. Right? It is like a huge if you let the dishes pile up and you have to wash them by hand, you've created a major problem for yourself. Yeah, you, Pete, you've um, basically you've discovered lean manufacturing more or less okay. right, there, right there. But that yeah, the like about, the thing about lean manufacturing is that you get to go home at the end of the day, <laughs> whereas here it's happening in your life, right in your private space. Uh, but yeah, but the assumption is that you have a dishwasher and the dishwasher is providing you with this orderliness, which you can use to alleviate the chaos of having a giant sink full of dishes. And then the other side of it is that you have to regularly use your dishwasher. Uh, and, and I mean, I've, I'm thinking it sort of feels like, you know, like asking a spiritual master why you don't just like eat tons of chocolate and punch people in the face. Right. Like, why don't you just go around hurting people? And it's like, well, I'm considering rather serious spiritual issues. I feel like we, that was sort of a very basic sort of thing that you've confronted me with. And honestly, I haven't even really thought of it much lately. Right? Like, uh, like, isn't that obvious? Right. Like, why? Like, why are you running your how often do you run your dishwasher? Matt? I'll ask you that. How often do you run your dishwasher? Not uh, not. I mean, I live alone. So maybe once a week I run. I run really? the dishwasher. Yeah. You run your dishwasher only once a week. Yeah. Wow. There's only two of us, and we run it, like, multiple times a day. Um, now, granted, I probably eat too much, but uh, maybe not multiple times. Definitely multiple times a day over the weekend. It's also the amount of cooking, right? Like, how much cook – do you do a lot of cooking? Yeah, I make breakfast every day, and I make I make dinners most nights. I, I think for us, it's that we live entirely with Tupperware. It's uh-huh. like we, we, make, we make maybe 15 meals, 30 meals – my wife does most of this, and I pitch it where I can. She's just so good at it, and I feel so ashamed of myself. But uh, but she will make you know five five meals for each of us for breakfast, and five meals for each of us for lunch on Sunday for the entire week. And and each one of those meals might encompass two Tupperwares. And so now we're talking about sixty Tupperwares. So the the burden that gets placed on dishwashing becomes considerable very fast. Mm-hmm. Now course we're expecting as longtime listeners know so that will then eventually add a third person who will have additional tupperware needs and so now we're talking about washing you know maybe upwards of a hundred dishes uh you know we have to keep that dishwasher running if we fall behind and which we do at times it gets tough to dig your way out uh and of course god forbid your dishwasher breaks um but yeah but i would i would say that or it gets gets plague you know well, I mean, yeah, of course, because it's a modern dishwasher. It's a modern dishwasher, so I might come home and find like a 95 questions for the Maytag repairman nailed to my front door, right? Uh, <laughs> that need to be answered. <laughs> dishwasher is going it alone. Uh, but um, it's uh, uh, all the Maytag repairman. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> right. um, 
But uh, but the point being that the the right way to load the dishwasher, I think, should not just be considered juxtaposed against the wrong way to load the dishwasher, which is, of course, itself a source of suffering. But in fact, the absence of a dishwasher or the failure to run a dishwasher regularly, which is where you really start seeing the pain that comes with having a chaotic personal space. And I think it's a per- and I'm, I'm exaggerating maybe a tiny bit, but not really like like I think it's bad for human beings to live in places that are surrounded by filth right and like that's maybe maybe that's a controversial thing to say these days because we should all be elevating our considerations to higher order problems but it's like don't keep dirty crap around your house right? like like wash things and i'm very very messy by nature right i mean who you know i don't know if you're a hobbesian with regards to dishes or not like what do you think the state of nature is with regards to how clean people leave their homes independently of like training and education and habituation and cleaning these things for me it's terrible right but uh but maybe that's also because i've been i conditioned myself or or had some sort of moral failure that made me really messy but getting to a point in my life with my wife where we keep more or less ahead of the dishes has been a huge improvement of the quality of our life uh, our lives and in fact it's i'm at the point now where if i hear the dishwasher being loaded or unloaded i i try to spring to my feet and rush to participate because there's no reason that's a that's a that's a thing that you would do alone and i would in fact go back to what you were saying at the beginning of the podcast matt and say in a good relationship you said it is important that you you for the most part to formulate it in a different way you find ways for both of you to be right about things Right. Mm, you you right. find ways. And, and when your exception here is the dishwasher. And I would say uh, I would say and, and, and so this dishwasher isn't an exception. Uh, but the difference is that the thing that you can both be right about is you should both be loading it and you should both be unloading it. And, and if one of you is there and it's loaded and you can unload it and the other one is there and it's unloaded and you can load it or if you have to wash your dishes by hand that you both do it, I would say that that perhaps the reason that the perfect way to load the dishwasher can be something that you hold as right in your own heart and not share with anyone is because if someone else were there, they would also be expected to load the dishwasher too. And they would want to do it and they would want to do it with you. Uh, And then that's really where the intersection is not so much in the specific positioning of the bowls, but in the mutual commitment to achieving the relatively higher order of organization and hygiene of your space that shows each other that it matters to each of you and that in turn shows that it matters across the way, right? It matters to me that your home is clean. It's something that I always want to be communicating to my wife even when I'm really bad at doing it. Um, it, That it matters to me because I know it affects you and I care about you, so I want that to happen. Um, and I, and I'm not going to say, well, then it doesn't really matter whether you load the dishwasher right or not. I still do think that there's a lot of wisdom that you and Perry have here in how you load the dishwasher. But I would say, whereas Perry's article just stops abruptly, which leads me to think that perhaps this is a lost fragment of a much longer manuscript, perhaps that maybe we might find through archaeology at some point or which perhaps Perry might flesh out in a degree reboot or sequel, uh, uh, the, the underlying reasons of why you would load the dishwasher in the first place and how you would go about uh, relating to the dishwasher as a sort of central object in your family life and the organization of your family, uh, if you have one. Um, I mean, I think I just think there's always so much more to say. Uh, and, and I dare say, Matt, that whilst we have per- overthunk this topic plenty, we have perhaps not overthunk it to exhaustion. And like the dirty dishes that continue to pile up day after day, uh, there will be more to do tomorrow. <laughs> And the next week and the next week and the next week. 
This has been the Overthinking It podcast. Thanks very much, Pete. And thanks very much for listening uh, to Pete and me talk about one of my favorite little hobby horses here. We'll be back with more Overthinking It next week. But until then, just remember, take care. Take care of each other. Do the dishes. Load the dishwasher right. And continue to subject domesticity to a level of scrutiny. (laughs) It It probably probably doesn't. doesn't... Yeah, but what if you're in a rush? Like what what if you're what if you're what if you don't want to spend time on it? What if what if what if it what if you don't care? Yeah. Well, what if you it, don't care? If you if you don't care, then just just throw it all in a pile on the floor because that's basically what you're telling me. You think of me and you think of our relationship, Pete. That's the message that I'm hearing right now. Come, I have never prayed to you before. Uh, few will remember how we loaded this dishwasher, but they will know we know that two stood against many. If valor pleases you, Crom, then grant me this. Grant me a clean, <laughs> properly loaded dishwasher. And if you put a bowl right side up in the top rack, then to hell with you! <laughs>